0: This is where they make
1: their mark. This is the time where you've got to turn the table. You've got to take advantage and ride this wave and this momentum. Again.
0: And welcome to the Match Preview Podcast. Lots coming your way over the course of the next 30 to 40 minutes or so. Callum Williams, alongside Kindra D. St. Aubin, as always, a little later on in the show, will be joined by the assistant manager of Minnesota United, Ian Fuller, to talk us through the upcoming game against LA Galaxy on Saturday, a game that is undoubtedly the biggest game of the season for Minnesota United thus far. But Kendra, it feels like we've been saying that for the last couple of days with regards to the fixtures for Minnesota United. The loss to the Sounders was massive. The loss to Kansas City was gargantuan. It really is the business end of the season now where results absolutely matter. And the simple fact of the matter is, despite their best efforts in Seattle, Minnesota fell to the Sounders. And then they went to Kansas City where things went completely wrong. We'll analyze that a little deeper in a second. But because this is the first chance we've had an opportunity to talk about it, uh, Talk me through your thoughts on the results at Seattle Sounders and and why Minnesota were unable to claim victory.
1: Well, I think against Seattle, you know, once again, a a place that Minnesota United knows, and and we all know that is a very difficult place to play. And that afternoon game with missing some of your key pieces. And I think you and I both have said, like, of course, that this is still a quality roster. There is solid depth on this team. But when you're missing some of your goal scores and your playmaking and your creativity, you have to capitalize on your moments going forward on the road. You're never going to have the majority of the possession, at least purposeful possession. I thought that Minnesota United had opportunities. They possessed the ball when they could, and and for the most part when they needed to. But one little opening of a gap, in my opinion, in midfield between you know, Ozzy Alonzo and the rest of the group cost them the goal with the late run on top with from Joao Paulo. But other than that, I thought that they held serve in Seattle minus a couple massive pieces that you could have just as easily come away with a point on the road against Seattle. So I think that they I'm guessing the team left Seattle feeling a little bit hard done by the fact that you didn't get a point that you performed at a rate that you could have. I thought Tyler Miller did keep the team in the game in the first half and made some really quality saves. Probably didn't test their goalkeeper enough in Stephen Fry, especially having just returned from a long layoff of injury, missing Raul Rui Diaz. There are these things that you look back at and you go – was that a missed opportunity to get a point? And I think they will feel like that, that was a missed opportunity. And then you go home and you regroup and you're feeling good about yourself as far as what you did do in Seattle. And then you go on the road to Kansas city day of game, you fly there still missing some key pieces and knowing that you're missing some guys with injuries and suspensions. And you just get throttled, and that is not what I was expecting to see. And, and, again, it's a tough task. It's a tall task, but I felt good about the lineup. I felt good about the group. And when you don't take your chances early in that first five or six minutes, and, and we said it during the game, you, don't, you hope this doesn't come back to haunt them, and it did. And uh, and Sporting Kansas City showed why they're where they're at in the standings, why they are at the top or near the top and um, capitalized on their opportunities with some really quality goals and, and maybe some miscues in the back. So two completely different games in my mind. But nonetheless, they're both losses on the road. And yes, they're against top top top, you know, Western Conference opponents. But this is when you have to make hay and find a way to get the points at home.
0: The one continuing theme, Kendra continues to be the lack of goals scored for minnesota they're creating chances that's never been an issue for them but the real problem is in front of goal and finding the back of the net in 23 games they've scored just 24 goals only austin fc have scored less in the western conference the question is now with 11 games remaining how do minnesota united fix this obvious issue
1: Well, first and foremost, I've got to give some credit to the defense because they have held firm this entire season. They got trounced against Kansas City. And really the last game, if you look at it, where you saw performance like that defensively where the wheels kind of fall off was the Seattle game where you lost four, nothing in the opening game of the season. And I think that I I just want to give a little credit to the defense because that's a lot of pressure to put your defense on game in and game out that if you give up one goal, you may have a good chance at losing this game because of the way the offense has failed to perform. So I think from an offensive standpoint, chances created. Yes, absolutely. Chances finished you know, hard to come by. And I think that, you know, we've talked so many times about confidence and just putting away your chances and bearing it. This isn't even about being in the right spot at the right time, because the chances are there, the shots are there, but they're not on goal or they're not quality opportunities. And I just think that there's You know, I kind of felt like, okay, Unu scores the two goals at Houston. Is he going to start to find his form? Well, then you have this long international break, and then you have these two opponents on the road that don't give up goals easily, and it's going to be a tough task. And then you put him in the Sporting Kansas City game in that different role underneath Fernando Adi. So that's the first time they've really ever played a full game in that capacity, in that situation, Um, and with your midfield looking a little bit different behind you. But ultimately... There's nothing else you could do besides finish your chances right now in my in my opinion. I don't think it's about creating them. I don't think it's about having the quality in the players to put them away. I don't think it's about changing your formation necessarily or changing um the the way you're going to play the game and Adrian Heath and his system and his style. This is purely about finishing the opportunities that are created. And I think that Robin Lud, if he's back in the mix, because we saw him for a few minutes against Sporting Kansas City, he in and of itself gives me confidence that they will bear their chances because he is consistent. He just finds a way to finish, whatever it might be, whether it's close range, a header as we saw in Kansas City that nearly missed, uh, you know, a shot where he gets it on his left and he curls it around the goalkeeper, putting in a cross, bearing it with a volley. But that's what everyone else needs to do. This can't just all be on Robin Lloyd. This has to come from other goal scorers. And it's not just Adrian Anou, although he's a huge piece of it because he is your goal scorer that you've brought in. But it's got to come from other places. You have to have other other goal scorers that are chipping in. And whether it's late runs from midfield, like we saw Joao Paulo do a few times now against Minnesota United, whether it's from the wings, whether it's from a, a set piece. We have Michael Boxel, you know, Baki Debasi. You've got all these big bodies in there that can finish on a set piece opportunity or a corner kick. And it's going to start, it is going to take the whole group to find the way to get, the goal going. And, and you like to think that they're going to, you know, goals come in bunches. That's what my high school coach used to say. And I do think it's true and, and they're going to have to find a way to get it against galaxy. And then it's going to have to continue on because it cannot be um, pegged on one player. It just can't not with this group. In my opinion, it has to be a group effort.
0: Collectively there is the feeling that the likes of Robin Lode has got 10 goals in him. Emmanuel Reynoso has got seven or eight. Franco Fragapane, perhaps a similar number as well. Um, I said this on Sound of the Loons uh, on Thursday afternoon, um, and I'm interested to get your thoughts now, Kay, in terms of the, the game against the Galaxy. What what do you do? What do you change? Who do you bring in? And, and let, let's assume that the players that Adrian Heath had said to the press the other day that, that they will be available, some of the, the players like Robin Lord and Emmanuel Reynoso and, and what have you. Um, I had said on, on the Sound of the Loons podcast that for me, Robin Lord has to, to start up front because there is an element of consistency with him. He has simply been the best option at centre forward for Minnesota United for some time now, um, which I think is, is problematic in itself because there's the centre forwards on the roster that clearly aren't delivering at the level that Minnesota um, and the recruitment staff thought they would. Um, but Robin Lord does provide an option for them up front. Um, so, with that in mind, is that something that that you would agree with and, and have Robin Lord up front? And, and let's assume uh, Reynoso again. Adrian to said this to the press that he should be good to go on Saturday. Um, we're assuming he will come in. Uh, Pragapane perhaps involved as well. Is that something you would do and, and have Robin Lord up front?
1: Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to put Robin Lord as that number nine. Um, false number nine, number nine, whatever we want to call him, because we've seen his quality on the ball and his ability not to like a hold up play per se is when you're thinking of a, a big number nine, like a Fernando Adi, but a hold up play in the sense that he can get a clean touch on it that then involves the players underneath him to join in on the attack. He reads the game so well, he's got that technical ability on the ball to, to do the quick give and go and spin off and get the ball back. And again, to finish the crosses and finish the chances and get on the end of opportunities. I think they're, you know, not only has he shown time and time again his consistency, but he also has the confidence of his teammates. And I think there is something in that. And I'm not saying that the players don't believe that Adrian Anu can score goals or that they're not confident in him, but they've seen Robin do it at a consistent Right now it is consistent clip that when he is healthy and ready to go. So there is something to be said that and a familiarity of how he can play with Emmanuel Reynoso. So yes, I if, if Robin is good to go, I would put him up top at home against LA Galaxy in a must-win game, in the sense that I think mentally, emotionally. This is one that they have got to get after the result that's sporting Kansas City and being at home. I would start a main underneath them if he's healthy and fit and ready to go. And that is the hope. We are all crossing our fingers and kind of waiting with bated breath that he feels good to go and that he's not going to wake up with any soreness or have any residual issues from training this week. Franco Fragapone, same thing. Good to go, hopefully on the left-hand side, if he's not feeling any, and this is a short week, this is a lot of games, this is a lot of minutes when he's coming back into health. Ethan Finley on the right, I think that even though he hasn't buried his opportunities from a goal scoring standpoint, that's not exactly what you're expecting of Ethan Finley. He's not in my mind, the goal scoring winger that we want Greg Pane to be, or, you know, when Robin Wood is even on that side and cutting in to me, Ethan Finley is a workhorse. He's going to get up and down. He's going to make the right pass, not turn the ball over, get to the end line when necessary and make sure that he pinches in when Romain Metonier wants to make the overlapping runs. I view Ethan Finley's role a little bit differently than just like, okay, he's the guy we need to score the goals. And then underneath him, I'm not sure if Hassani Dots and a young Gregoosh are going to be available. I don't know what their their availability is and if they're going to be back in the mix or if it's too soon, knowing that, again, this is three games in a week. They, you know, uh, Hassani was available and played in the Seattle game, but did not travel to sporting Kansas City. So I think there you have to go, Will Trapp, no brainer. You go Ozzie Alonzo because he is your veteran leader just coming back from yellow card accumulation. If he's fit and healthy and ready to go and doesn't have any issues, he's had some fresh legs now. I think DJ Taylor had a rough game the other day, um, but for the most part, he's been solid. So Chase is good to go. And I think the the beauty of it is, and, and the rest of the back line should stay the same. I don't think the back line was really the problem um, the entire season, except for the last match. You could just tell that, it wasn't their best night and they're going up against some quality players in Daniel and Daniel shallowly and Johnny Russell, Ja'Cory Hayes was kind of left out on an Island with will trap in the center of midfield in the formation in the system with a lot of players um, in and around them. So um, the beauty of this roster, and we've said it time and time again is the depth you have Ja'Cory Hayes available, assuming he's healthy and ready to go. You have Audrey to you could bring off the bench if necessary and slide Robin wood out on the right-hand side. And then he's dangerous with his left cutting in. So Options aplenty, but to me, it comes down to the mental aspect of this game and their willingness to do the work and say, they step on the pitch on Saturday and say, there is no way we are losing this game at home against LA Galaxy, regardless of who Adrian Heath can and will throw out during the starting 11. This should be three points, hands down, and that's the mentality that this group has to take.
0: Yeah, I do wonder as well, what uh, we have said the preference for us would be for Robin lloyd to start up front, but it wouldn't surprise at all if Robin lloyd was on the right-hand side and Adrian Unu started up front as well. And for perhaps the first time, we get a real glimpse of that attacking quartet that we've been promised. But um, we'll, we'll wait and see. Go, going back to Robin lloyd and, and the preference, again, you and I have said that that would be who we would play up front. When you do play him up front now, and let's say everybody is healthy, okay, do you play him as a false nine or, or do you perhaps play him ever so slightly further
1: up the field as a central striker now. Well, to me, it depends on a little bit who's underneath him, who's going to be available and underneath him. Is it Emmanuel Reynoso or are you going to have to, you know, do something else from a midfield perspective? If it's a Hayes or, you know, will trap, I mean, who is going to be the midfield that's underneath him? And are you playing a four, two, three, one, which we know is Adrian Heath's preferred formation, especially at home, um, but I think the, the point is, is that Robin will find the game. And I also agree with you that I don't think that Audrey a new starting up top and Robin on the right hand side. And you give Ethan a, a breather here is a bad shout, because I think mm-hmm. regardless of where Robin isn't available and his ability to cut inside and play, make and create. And to be realistic, Frega Ponte likes to tuck in. Robin likes to tuck in and then Adrian Nanudis has to find those spaces if he is playing up top to where he fits into that system um and especially if Renoso is on the field and ready to go that's a lot of bodies cutting inside and taking up space and and sometimes bringing their defenders in with them and it's a challenge for that that forward to find the gaps and find the spaces but ultimately i think that um I would play Robin Lloyd as more of a central forward and let the players work and underneath them, especially with Fragapane in there because he likes to cut in. I don't think Robin has to be a false number nine in those scenarios because there's plenty of playmaking options underneath. The beauty, again, as I said, and I for some reason I'm using that word a lot today, it's stuck in my brain, is that Robin reads the game so well. Pane reads the game so well. So regardless of what the game brings them and we don't even know how the galaxy is lining up. We're talking like Minnesota United is just going to be able to waltz out there and do what they want, regardless of who's on the field as the opposition. And I think that LA galaxy may dictate a little bit, not dictate in a negative way, but may have a say in how Minnesota is going to have to play this game with those attacking players. But I do have faith in the fact that they'll adapt to the situation and read the game well and find those those scoring opportunities and hopefully finish.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, before we head to break here, what of the Galaxy? What have you made of their season so far? Who's impressed you? And what should we expect on Saturday?
1: Well, I think that you know, first of all, I, I don't know if Chicharito is going to play in this game. I don't even know if he's traveling to Minnesota. He's come back from that injury late in June and played a lot of minutes um, this week. So it, it'll be interesting to see if he even makes the trip to Minnesota. He did not. He was not here last time, but um, they have Jovulich, they have Cabral, they have Grand Sierra. I mean, you talk about other op- options from an attacking perspective and they didn't they didn't dominate the game against Minnesota United at home, but they took that one opportunity with some pace and the way the run was made and, and capitalized. And that's what you have to do on the road. And that's what they did. Um, Some pace and some quality with their wing play and um, finding a a chance and finishing it. So I don't know. I I think that Greg Vanny. um, for me is a little bit the MVP of this team because you're taking a lot of different personalities and styles of play and some players that maybe you've brought in and some that you haven't, and you're making it work. Jonathan Dos Santos, Sebastian Legette. I mean, you can go down the roster really and find some, some good players in there that he has found the way and maybe it's kind of breathed some life into them. So I think the LA galaxy um, are you know, haven't won it in a handful of games, but they're for the most part, relatively consistent. Chicharito scored a goal the other night, the way he scores goals. And I think Greg Vanny just kind of keeps this team level headed, not too high, not too low level headed. I see them, you know, for sure being in the playoff picture come the end of the season, even as tight as the West is. Much more enjoyable to watch. I don't know about you, but man, there were some years there. where I was just like, Good Lord, what is going on with this club?
0: Yes, the LA Galaxy, uh, not quite back to the, the dominant franchise of old, but certainly on their way to it, given the fact that uh, Greg Vanney has a good hold over them at the moment. And uh, one would assume that with 18 new players, uh, the identity has been restructured and they are certainly Uh, a playoff team this year. And they come to Minnesota United on Saturday where Minnesota simply have to win if they are to be considered a top four team. If they even want to think about hosting a playoff game, these are the games they have to win. We'll talk all about that and more with the assistant manager of Minnesota United, Ian Fuller, next. So United fans, save time every time you use the online check-in for a great haircut at Great Clips. Download our app or check-in online at greatclips.com. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Match Preview Podcast. Callum Williams alongside Kendra D. St. Orbin as always. Very special guest joining us to help preview the upcoming opponent LA Galaxy on this week's podcast. Assistant Manager of Minnesota United, Ian Fuller, joins us from what looks like the training facility. Uh, Fuller, we've only just left you up at the training facility at Blaine. I'm assuming you're still there. Uh, Before we talk about the Galaxy, a good session today on Friday, I'm assuming?
2: Yeah, it was. It was nice to get back on the grass. We had a regen session after what happened on Wednesday. Uh, Nice to get back on the grass and concentrate on the Galaxy. and uh, Quick turnaround, but the guys are are, uh, definitely ready to get back uh, to Allianz and and put what uh, happened on Wednesday right.
1: Speaking of Wednesday, let's address that quickly here, because I don't think that, even though it wasn't a full roster for you guys, missing a few pieces, Robin's still coming back into full health. I mean, I was looking at this lineup going, man, this is a good group. So is it just one of those you have to push aside and move on and and focus on the next one? Or how much do you really even revisit that, that film from the game on Wednesday?
2: No, I think you're right about the squad that was on the pitch. I mean, we put a, a squad on the pitch that we thought could, uh, could win and compete. And, you know, the first 15 minutes, it looked like that was the case. Um, and I think it, that That first fifteen minutes kind of worked against us in terms of if you don't score when you get the chances, it kind of puts pressure on your your back line and even the way you played. Maybe we had a little bit more confidence uh, at that stage than than just following the game plan and dropping in like we wanted to and and being really, really difficult to beat. Um, you know, it was a it was a quick turnaround after being in Seattle as well. So I think the guys. Uh, a few of the guys' legs were a bit heavy going in, but regardless, um, those are all excuses, and it was a disappointing night for for the club. We thought those days were behind us, um, and um, we move on to to what is a really important Galaxy game that we've had circled, uh, certainly all year. But but after the, you know the, the loss against them earlier in the year when we played actually really really well, um, I think that that this game becomes even more important. Ian,
0: twenty four goals in 23 games this season. That's been a massive issue for the team this year, hasn't it?
2: No question about it. You know, I think that every team would love to score 50 uh, goals at this stage of the year, and and we've uh, struggled to put the ball in the back of the net. I I don't think that uh, it's been a situation of, of, you know, not creating enough chances. I think that we have some of the most chances created in the league. We just haven't put them in the back of the net. Um, It's been concerning, and it's put a lot of pressure on our back line, and uh, and the way that we we defend, but, um, you know, up until Wednesday, we've defended really, really well. And, and we've been able to nick a few good results here and there. Um, but it has put pressure on our back line and tie and, um, and, and we got punished, um, in, in Kansas. And to, to say that it's a difficult place to play, um, Cal, you, you know, it is and, and better teams have, have, have fared worse than, than us on Wednesday. And it just happened to be our night. Um, But again, you, you, you said it, I mean, we're not scoring enough goals. We know it. um, But, you know, we still have, you know, 11 matches left and um, we can put that right. You know, we're getting guys healthy at the right time. So um, we're looking forward to to, to putting rights to the wrongs.
1: Speaking of scoring goals and taking advantage of opportunities, I mean, Robin Lode came on for a handful of minutes in the game at Sporting Kansas City. And, you know, already you can sort of see his impact and what he does and how he plays the game. But for me, it's always been about his consistency. Once he got fit and healthy in the first year he was with, or half the season that he was with the team, you know, he was coming back from holiday and really kind of getting back and getting in his groove. And then last year we saw his magic. And then this year as well. So, what is it about Robin that makes him so good? And why does he have the ability and how does he have the ability to just put his opportunities away when he has them?
2: I think everyone knows uh, how highly Adrian speaks to Rob and and the coaching staff. And he's, he's just quality all around. Uh, He can play in tight spaces. Um, He can actually open his legs up really, really well. Um, And he's a full international playing for Finland that that did really well in the Euros. So, um, you know, Rob, has an incredible amount of technique. Uh, he uses his body very, very well, can play in tight spaces. He's, he's someone that that guys just love to play with because he just understands the game so well. Um, so getting him fed is necessary, but, you know, we have loads of guys that that can score goals that just, we just haven't haven't really found it yet. Um, so we'll continue to work with them and they'll find their goal, you know, their goal scoring boots. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about who now being a goal scorer and, and, He's had chances and I think that, that that'll come and we just got to keep working with them. You know, Adi's uh, coming to the team last game and, and hopefully he'll, he'll get on the score sheet soon. And, you know, Juan's getting back fit and Nico's getting back fit. And once Ray gets fit, we'll have him supplying and stuff and, and we'll get Fraga back on the score sheet. And, sheet. and Ethan, you know, I had, had, you know, quite a few really good strikes at goal of late and uh, just really has been quite unlucky. So, you know, the goals will come. I, I think that we just need to keep working.
0: Ian, what are the thoughts and opinions on Atagan Unu since he's come in and Fernando Adi for that matter as well?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's, you know, difficult to come in mid-season. We found it with Rob uh, two seasons ago, you know, it's difficult to come in mid-season. So Adrian's finding the way MLS is. It's not an easy league to get used to, you know, with the travel and the athleticism and uh, it's just different, you know. Being not, not maybe not being completely settled here, so uh, we're working with him. He's working. There's no no question that he wants to do to do well and 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 put goals on the uh, in, on the score sheet. So uh, and Adi's done it at this level, and and you know he's he hasn't played uh, all that much in the last few years. So to get him the minutes that he got on Wednesday will do him well, and uh, I look forward to him notching his
0: first.
1: Do you think that players underestimate this league or it's just one of those things that you don't know until you get here and you play in it?
2: I don't know if it's, I think the days of underestimating the league are, are nearly behind us. Um, it is different. You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of transitional moments, you know, a lot of athleticism in the league, um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, guys talk about in Europe, uh, tactically it's a bit slower and. Um, The chances aren't, aren't as many. So it's just different and we know it's different and to get guys up to speed, you know, some guys react really, really well and other guys take longer. So um, the only thing you can do is just keep, keep working and, and, and keep uh, some sort of confidence high and, and keep pushing people. And, and that's why you have 20 some guys on a, on a team to help others uh, through situations. And, And that's what we're working on as a staff.
0: Saturday, Ian, has been identified as the biggest game of the season and given the standings and where Minnesota United and LA Galaxy find themselves, it's hard to disagree. The Galaxy have no win in their last five. If there ever is a good time to play LA Galaxy, is it this weekend?
2: (sighs) You know, you never know, Cal. I mean, it's like a wounded animal, you know, I mean, you would love to look at their results and say, oh, they're there for the taking, but they're, they're looking at it the same way we are Is that neither of us are in, in great form right now, but it, it's nearly a six pointer. The, the teams below us have caught us and, and they're ne- nicking on uh, galaxy's heels. So I, I think that they're looking at it similar to us. They probably have a little bit of confidence is that our last win came here. Um, and of course we're looking at it as, as we need to win at home. We don't, that's hasn't changed for us. You know, we always say going into the season is, you know, we find Allianz to be a fortress and, and we need to regain that little bit of confidence, uh, and it's a perfect opportunity for us. Um, you know, we know that the crowd will be with us and they will be buzzing. So we need to, to, to give them something to cheer about. And we can't wait to get on the pitch, uh, tomorrow night. Um, but certainly they'll be looking at the same situation as they came here and took all three points. And can they continue that little bit of form against us? Um, you know, they, they had a tough one uh, at home against Houston and probably thought that they could take all three, um, but didn't. So they've got a point to prove for sure.
1: The holding midfield role, central midfield role is a position that we've talked about all season as so much depth for this team and and quality depth on this roster. And then, of course, Ozzy was out the the last match for yellow card accumulation. Hassani and Jan were missing and absent due to injuries and, and some issues, nicks and niggles that they're dealing with how now important is it for the guys that are available to step up on Saturday? And, and we saw Will Trapp, who has been consistent. We saw Ja'Cory Hayes in that role. How important is it for guys to just step up, not knowing what the future may hold for, from the health of the players and the, the amount of games that you guys have coming up?
2: Yeah, I think that's with any position, but um, you know, we have had a bit of an injury issue with, with all over the pitch. Um and luckily, you know, Will's been the, the guy that's that's been healthiest, and 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 his confidence has been high all season. So, but that group in there has been fantastic. I mean, we've got five guys that can play at any moment. Uh, you know, Jack came on um, in Houston and did really well, and you know, came came on in, in Kansas, and it was a tough game to play against. You know, those guys were isolated in midfield um, with lots of numbers around them, so it was a tough one for them, but yeah, I mean, we've got Gregoson International who can play at any moment. Um, I mean, we have all the confidence in the world in Asani, And so that group is, is one of our strongest uh, groups we've ever had. So um, we're, we're, you know, that struggled with injuries and getting guys back fit now. So we're, we're excited about that group, but you know, the guys ahead of him, um, you know, they've, they've also had their bit of an injury bug, but um, are coming back fit. So we're excited to get all the guys back fit
0: for the push uh, to the playoffs. Ian, you mentioned the central midfielders there and spoke briefly about transition. But with all of that in mind, how important is it for whoever plays in the center of midfield for Minnesota on Saturday evening to stop the transition from LA Galaxy? We're assuming it'll be Ravaloussant in the center of midfield. He's been excellent with them in that transition. How important is it to stop that?
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, with the pace they have and the quality they have going forward, uh, it's up to, to those uh, two or three in midfield to balance um, when we have the ball. And we were hoping to have the ball quite a bit against the Galaxy, uh, enforce the issue and put pressure on them. So that leaves you a, a little bit exposed uh, the other way. Um, exactly, you know, how they scored against us uh, last time at Allianz. Um, Cabral just got loose and, and, and we couldn't contain the first one. And we've got to, we've got to realize that how difficult they are going when we have the ball, they, they look to go forward and spring numbers quickly. Um, so those two in midfield or three in midfield are going to be so important for balance when we go forward. Um, but you know, I, I don't think it's panic stations by any means because we've done really, really well in those situations, you know, uh, since the, the 0 four start. So things aren't changing completely. You know, we we, we got what uh, had coming to us on Wednesday and now we move on and and put things right. And and concentration is key when we have it against Galaxy.
1: Speaking of concentration and transition moments, we just talked about defending LA Galaxy's transition, but... If players are back at available, we talked about Robin Lud being so important in this group. But what about Emmanuel Reynoso? If he's able to go on Saturday against the LA Galaxy, what makes him so good in those transition moments for Minnesota United when you're trying to go from defense to offense through the midfield?
2: Yeah, I I think we all know um, how good Ray is and how good he can be um, and what our results are. Uh, when he's in the team, you know, we can't wait to get Ray back whenever that's going to be. Um, he just creates so many opportunities, not only in transition, like you spoke about, but when we, when we have uh, quite a bit of possession in the final third, he picks passes so so well. Um, you know, you saw it, I think it was maybe the the Portland game that the ball Ray played to to Robin Lode running through, um, running to their center, center, center back. So, um, those are the kind of situations that you love Ray for, but you're also right about the transitional moments where, you know, galaxy are maybe attacking us and and you know possibly there are spaces to expose and Ray's so good at that. Um, but it's going to be a collective one for us um, on Saturday. And um, you know, I would love to say that you know Ethan will score and 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 Fragapani will score and you know Robin Lord if he if he gets some time that that he'll score, but. um, It's a collective for us. And, and, you know, I think what we do behind the ball certainly serves us uh, to give us freedom to go forward.
0: I've got to ask you about the backline Fuller. They've been as consistent as just about any backline Major League Soccer, apart from Wednesday, as you mentioned. Uh, Chase Gasper will be sticking around for the next four years. How delighted are you to keep him on board?
2: Yeah, I'm thrilled for Chase. Um, You know, another draft pick uh, signing a, a long term deal here for us, uh, well-deserved for chase. And I think the club should be thrilled about it. Another young player um, that will be here for many more years. Um, and, and chase is the type of, of player that, um, he's almost always available. I know he wasn't through suspension on Wednesday, but he's almost always available. He's got a great motor. Um, and he's, he's a really, really difficult player to play against in any, fullback uh, when you can say that um, is 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 someone that we want here for a while um, and I'm thrilled for Chase he's worked his tail off the last few years um, thrilled for him to be here for for a few more years in Minnesota
1: and quickly on that point you just locked up Chase Gasper Hassani Dotson signed a contract extension earlier this year as well as Michael Boxo so we've talked about the quality of those guys as players but also as as people and teammates, how important is that when you guys are looking at these players and how you want to continue on at least for the next handful of years, not just a player on the field, but also the, the personality as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, c- certainly, you know, it's t- this time of year too. two is, you know, it, you know, the, 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 staff are looking at what's going to happen next year. And, uh, Mark Watson and Adrian, uh, certainly to looking towards the future, um, you know, it's, it's our job. To concentrate on the now and to get guys going for for Saturday and and the next you know ten games, um, but you're right. I mean, the, to tie those guys up for the next few years is 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 great for the club and um, exciting times ahead.
0: Well, to concentrate on the now, Ian, as it stands, we're recording this on Friday afternoon. Minnesota United eighth in the Western Conference, first time they've slipped out of the playoff places. Since the 0-4 start, it's been some time. LA Galaxy, fourth, seven points above Minnesota. To my knowledge, at the start of the season, the aim was to have a home playoff game. This game on Saturday, are we starting to perhaps teeter towards must-win territory if we are to think about a home playoff game? I
2: think after the 0-4 the start, Cal, um, you know, we know what it means to almost play these must-win games type Situations. I mean, we got to a stage there where if we didn't win, <laughs> it was going to be bottom for nearly the whole year. So, um, you know, I think every game at home is is a must-win for our club. We feel that way. And we we feel like we have an, a massive advantage at home. But you know, you're right. I mean, this is a six-pointer for us. I mean, we we need to get above the playoff line again. And and you don't feel comfortable until you're you've locked up. One of the top four spots, and then possibly one of the top, you know, seven spots to stay in the playoffs. Um, you know, to to make the playoffs um, again this year would be massive for us. I mean, that would be three years in a row, and you know, the Galaxy haven't done that in the last three years. Toronto haven't. Don't look like they're going to do that in the last three years. Portland. I mean, there there are plenty of really good clubs that haven't been able to do that. So, um, of course, we want to be in the top four, but let's let's get into the playoffs and see how it goes and anything can happen in the playoffs, but um, we're not going to get there if we don't win our home games. And we know that. So, so yeah, uh, Saturday becomes uh, even more, more massive for us.
0: Um, before we let you go, Fuller, uh, look, really appreciate the time. We, we know it's uh, an incredibly busy time at the moment, um, not just for Minnesota United, but around Major League Soccer. Uh, we ask this of, of every guest that, that comes on the show, and you're no difference. Um, You've had a glittering playing and, and coaching career. Um, what really does define a, a good season for Minnesota United this year?
2: You know, coming in, you know, us getting to the Western Conference final, I think that, that we all looked, let's do one more, let's get some silverware. Um, you know, every club in the country wants to do that. So it's hmm. it's 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 not like you know, we're one of the few that want to win the MLS. It's it's 27 teams that want to win. Um, you know, I, I think that we all look at the top four spot to have a home playoff game, and then that can really push you to the to the semifinals of the Western Conference, and then that you're right there to the to, to getting very close to winning the Western Conference, getting to the final, but I think making the playoffs um, j- just to give you a chance to to push on um, is is really important for every club. I think that's the aim is to get there first, and then once you get there, can you get a home playoff game? And once you get there, can you look at you know winning the West to to get that that buy into to the semifinals of the conference, but. Uh, I think that, that our aim right now is to get into the playoffs and then anything can happen, Cal. So that's where we'll stay, And we look at one game at a time. We can't get there unless we win our home games. Um, so we're going to concentrate on on that going forward. We've got two home games in a row and, and Galaxy are, are, are in our sights. Um, and they'll probably feel the same as they can beat us and, and push on and get that home playoff game.
0: My thanks to our guest, Ian Fuller, the regular contributions of Kindred D. St. Auburn, as always, and our producer, Tyson Hill. All eyes on Saturday evening under the lights as Minnesota United host LA Galaxy.